In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Men, last week we talked to you about some myths surrounding or misconceptions surrounding this concept of courage, both misconceptions uh, in the secular or non-biblical world as well as misconceptions among those who follow Jesus. This week, I want to lay out the four irrefutable attributes that the Bible offers us when it talks about courage. Join me on today's episode as we dive into a comprehensive study of courage and what I learned about courage. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. This episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post. They get their coffee in Panama, but roast it here in the USA using American-made everything. I mean, I like buying things from people uh, who who believe the same as I do, who live the same as I do, and who believe in the same God as I do. And that's why I love Juniper Mountain Trading Post. They are from small-town USA. They are farmers. They are hunting guides. They are patriots. They follow Jesus, and they make great coffee. I'm going to tell you something. I'm a coffee snob. And I, if I don't like good coffee, I don't drink it. And so there are certain coffees I will not drink, but this one is not one of them. All three of their roasts I enjoy. I'm excited about their fourth roast coming out, which I can't tell you about it right now, but you're going to love it. And the, the picture on the their coffee bag is epic. But guys, head on over to junipermountaintradingpost.com when you buy uh, any of their coffee. And at checkout, enter the, enter the word ARENA to receive 10% off your product for listening to this show. Man, the ARENA Army. We salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men, leading you to your your best version in that stress bubble of life and beyond. Before I get into the meat of the podcast, guys, I want to share a hero story with you. Remember, we're collecting 365 hero stories this year, and when we highlight yours, we want to send you a special gift, and we were sending you swag, uh, just cool stuff that we have here at the office, but we decided, you know what, let's put something special together for these guys who are having lives transformed by this ministry that God has put into our hands, or to, to send this to a wife who's noticed a change in her husband, just say, hey, thank you for noticing. When you know Notice the change in your husband. You affirm something deep within him because every man wants to know, do I have what it takes? And so wives, when you affirm your husband, you cannot imagine 
what it does for him. So this response today came from Aaron on Spotify, and he's writing to us in response to our interview with Brant Hansen, uh, becoming the man the world needs. And he said this, magnificent, well done and needed. Wish I had it when I was young. But here's the hero part, guys. Listen, he said, I'm spreading it to the young men and living it now. Blessings. So that's the hero story. It's not the telling us how cool we are. We don't care about that. It's saying to us, hey, God is doing a work in my life, and I'm responding to that by transforming my life and those around me. So thanks, Aaron, for writing in. Hit us up at info at menandarena.org. We'll send you some swag when we get your physical address. So, hey, guys, this uh, podcast episode is all about the four irrefutable attributes of courage. And this is in my new book that just got went live on Audible called Guts and Manhood, The Four Irrefutable Attributes of Courage. I want to walk you through a little bit of history here. So in 2001, after watching God move radically at a speaking event in Colorado that we drove out to, my wife and I drove 24 hours home And with our three young boys, I mean, these boys at the time were six, four, and two, with our babysitter in the backseat of our Suburban, and the whole way we talked about moving somewhere else. It was the first time, uh, and we grew up in in uh, San Luis Obispo County. I was born there. I I lived there for 35 years. It was the first time I'd ever thought about leaving. It It was that moment when I realized, God, you're calling me to something else. So I started praying about it, and it became very clear that I needed to. I'm. I would need courage to do whatever came next. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to study every time the word courage is mentioned in my Bible. My Bible is a New American Standard. At the time, I came up with 29 times that courage was mentioned in a very distinct way, unlike any other time. I think there were 40 something times it was mentioned, and I wrote a journal entry about each to- each of those times. I came up with 29 total journal entries. And I remember I put it into a little booklet, and I and I you know I hand, I gave it to people. A couple months later, God called us to move. I packed up my family, young family, two dogs and a couple rats, and I moved everything I owned, my wife and I, everything we owned on a couple trailers, moved 900 miles to Oregon, and we've been here ever since. It was a massive move, and then I needed courage. And then in 2010, after another speaking event with men where God radically moved, I realized, wow, God, you might be calling me to a different type of ministry. And after reflecting on my life, I realized, God, you were he was calling me to men, to men's ministry. And I knew that what he was asking me to do would be even more difficult than that move in 2003 all the way to Oregon. And so I broke out my study on, on courage again, and I began to study it again. I began to journal again, and I, I found new entries when I looked into the New International Version of the Bible. And, and, and this study gave me the courage to act out on what God was calling me to do. And we launched the Great Hunt for God, which you now know as Men in the Arena. Fast forward another 10 years, it's 2019, 2020, and I'm sitting down to write this book out as a, just because I, I loved the study of courage, and I was going to put it into a short little book. And as I began to go through my journal entries, and as I began to combine my New American Standard entries in 19, in, from 2001 with my New International Version entries from uh, 2010, I realized holy cow, of these 57 times where I saw courage mentioned, I realized something profound. I realized that I could take all of these entries 
about courage that the Bible talks about and break them down easily into four distinct categories. And I realize that when courage is spoken about in the Bible, when you look at courage from a comprehensive point of view, in fact, in other words, every time the word courage was mentioned, you came up with one of four things that courage was about. In other words, courage has one of four attributes. And so in Scripture, I want to walk this with you guys. In Scripture, the first attribute of courage is this. As you look at Scripture, you realize that it often comes in the form of God calling men to action. It is it is a situation where, where a man who doesn't have courage, God is calling him to a place or her to a place where they're going to need courage. In fact, it's really interesting because the Bible talks about losing courage, finding courage, gathering courage, even melting courage in the face of adversity. I almost named this attribute courage in the face of opposition before I realized there was something much bigger. It is actually more than courage in the face of opposition. It is really courage as a call to action. And here's what I realized. You know, it doesn't take courage to lounge on the couch. It doesn't take courage to defer your fathering to another man. It doesn't take courage to watch football while your family goes to church. It doesn't take courage to collect an unemployment check even though you're a healthy human being. You know, Edmund Burke once said, evil prevails when good men do nothing. And I would question the meaning of the word good. It sounds synonymous with cowardly to me. Is that really good? My friend Paul Coughlin, who wrote the book No More Christian Nice Guy, might change Burke's meaning to evil prevails when nice guys do nothing. The bottom line is this. Courage is needless for those who sit back and do nothing. It is, however, required to work your rear end off for your family, to confront the evils of this world, and to fight for the souls of those you love. Courage is a requirement for those willing to act on their convictions and confront the bullies of this world. Courage in Scripture starts with a call to action. The second attribute of courage is really interesting to me. Of the four, this gave me the greatest epiphany. Courage is a personal choice. Remember from last week, it's not a spiritual gift. It's not a part of the Mosaic law. It's not a fruit of the spirit. It's not based on how big you are or how athletic you are or how strong you are. Courage is a personal choice. It's a personal choice. The New American Standard has been my personal study Bible since 1989. My spine of that Bible is torn. The pages are ripped. There, there, there's coffee stains. There's a fly. There's a fly stain where I crushed a fly in a church service one day. There's my kids learned how to write, and there's little Ramos man scribble all over that thing. I mean, this thing has been used, and and it is faded. Its pages are faded. Uh, It's dog-eared. Pages are torn. During my first exhaustive study in that Bible, I found 47 direct references to courage, and of those 47, 16 were commands to take courage. I hope you heard that. 16 times God commanded that a person take courage. In other words, it wasn't imparted. It wasn't a gift. It wasn't a fruit of the Spirit. It wasn't a part of the law that people were supposed to follow. But God commanded that people take it, grab it, lay hold of it. In other words, God 
uh, was calling people to make a choice, and that choice was to choose courage. So courage is remove the emotion from it. Courage is a choice. And I find myself so many times saying, what am I going to choose today? Am I going to choose to take today off? Am I going to choose to lounge on the couch? Am I going to choose to not work out because I know it's going to be hard, know it's going to hurt? And some days I, I fail and some days I succeed. But I realize that courage is a choice. It is a choice, which leads me to the third. Courage, the third attribute of courage is this. Courage is a sign of strength. You know, when you look at the Bible, you see very, especially in the book of Joshua, Joshua, you see God telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. And you know, it's interesting when you look at, when you look at courageous men, men see courageous men as strong. Men see cowardly men as weak. And so this, this attribute courage is a, it is a sign of strength. I was working out with my wife a while back and it was funny. We were at the local gym and, and we were doing bench press and I'm, I've got a, I've, I'm a great bench presser. It's always been a strength of mine. And I remember I've got 225 on the bar and I'm, I'm doing 12 time. I did 12 reps and I kind of got up off the bench. And I gave my wife a smirk and my wife said, nobody really cares. <laughs> and she, she barely finished the sentence with these Two guys came over. One was an active Marine recruiter. He said, bro, how do you get, how'd you learn to bench like that? And, and I just looked at my wife and smiled. You know, we, we tend to think of strength as a physical thing, right? But really, it's not a physical thing. I mean, there's a physical component to strength. But when people think of strength, they think of something that's internal, something that's intangible. It's something that is, that there's a, there's a valor. Uh, there's a, there's a gutsiness. There's a, uh, a power in the life of somebody who responds when God calls them, who makes a decision to act. And this is what we're talking about. And I will tell you this, men respect biblical courage more than they respect physical strength. It's really easy to spot a poser, but men will react and respond to men of courage. And courage is a sign of strength in the Bible. Courage is simply a means to the end. Men are who are seen as strong are characterized as men as courage, of, of courage. There are two sides of the same coin. Where, where courage is lacking, there is weakness. Where a man is strongest is where he lives the most courageously. So those two work hand in hand. And you know, it's really funny. I was impressed when I studied this in the New American Standard of the 47 times courage is mentioned in the Bible of those of those 19 are directly linked to strength. So in the New American Standard of the 47 times courage is mentioned, 19 are linked to strength. So they are the same two sides of the same coin. A man of courage is a man who is seen as a man of strength, which leads me to my fourth point, my fourth attribute of courage. And this is really interesting because some of you may be thinking, hey, I know in the Bible it said this guy was a man of courage. And I remember reading this guy was a man of courage. And you're saying that that we aren't men of courage. It's a choice. You're saying that it's that something else. Well, now listen. Courage is a character trait over time. You aren't born with courage. You aren't imparted with courage. Uh, courage is not a part of your your physical lineage, your psychological makeup. Courage is unique to each individual as he or she chooses it consistently over time. If you consistently choose courage over time, guess what? 
it becomes a character trait in your life, just like honesty, just like loyalty, just like work ethic, just like your your walk with Jesus. You know, I have a burning conviction that God has placed a deep desire inside of all of us to be courageous. It is the elephant living in the in the living room of a man's life. Do I have what it takes, he asks. Will I rise to the occasion when it comes? You know, Benjamin Disraeli once said, Success is for a man to be ready for his time when it comes. However, courage becomes a character trait only after a man or a person has a this has, has a compounding effect in their life's life over time as they've chosen the path of courage day after day after day and they've rejected cowardness or they've rejected apathy and they've chosen to take the high road of courage. Cowardice is as cowardice does just as courage is, as courage does, and becomes the standard operating procedure after compounded choices over time. The male who defers fathering of his children to another man is still a boy, a male and a coward, not because he chooses it today, but because he chose it every day leading up to today. It's only when he chooses to act with courage, compounded over time, that he starts the journey towards courage. Guys, I hope this helped you to understand the four attributes in courage and to help you uh, get a, move away from uh, and reject the uh, myths uh, surrounding or misconceptions around courage. You know, courage is a call to action. Courage is a personal choice. Courage is a sign of strength over t- a sign of strength and courage is a character trait over time. If you enjoyed today's episode, guys, make sure you get on over to Audible, uh, purchase your copy of my book, Guts and Manhood, The Four Irrefutable Attributes of Manhood, uh, or take the link and share it with one of your buddies. Until next time, and feel the wet sand on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.